Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. That's my dick. Mm. You're you're pointing Dude. at my dick. Please don't come you're closer shopping. with your hands. I think you're Stop trying. Don't. I, I realize that's that's my pocket. Let me feel that's, it. That's my dick, sir. Just let me feel it. You know what? You know what? Ever had a little pocket? If you're, all right. If this is where we're going to, I'm just gonna whip it out. Here, here I go. Here I go. All right. Let's see it. There it is. Are, are you happy? Whoa, that was huge. <laughs> You're can, still I, can I please leave now? <laughs> no, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. I had to get some food before the episode started. Okay. Gotta get a little takeout, you know? Every now and then, a little bit of Chinese food, you know, get something like that, little noodles. I like pork lo mein. That's my personal favorite. You ever get takeout, Jimmy? Um, yes. I You do? I, I, uh, well, so if I'm going to eat fast food, my go-to is Taco Bell, also known as Taco Hell. If I'm going to get takeout, I'm probably going to get pizza. But they're going to bring it to your house. No, I go pick up the pizza. I'm that person. Oh, you do you do the takeout, takeout. Oh, I, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm 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 the pickup order. I'm I'm ring ring. Hello, this is what I want. I'm I don't want to, I don't want to pay someone to drive to my house. Yes, I will drive to you. Thank you. Bye bye. I mean, it's a cool thing to do it, but if you're lazy as fuck, you could have somebody just deliver no. all that food directly no. to your house. No, because then I'm like, because because then it always costs exponentially more than you think it's going to. It's like aha, I've beaten the system. I've I've gotten a a giant amount of food for fourteen dollars. Ahaha, this is what I requested, and then they get to your door, and it's like, hey, you actually have to pay me money, and you're supposed to tip me on top of that. Your total's now twenty five dollars. Do I get a tip still? And you're like, God damn it! Well, a lot Fuck. of those guys that do Uber Eats, at least the ones that Shit. I've known personally that have done Uber Eats, they don't do the whole tip thing. It's all just included through the app. So they walk up, they're like, here's your food, they drop the food off, and they fucking leave. So there's no awkward interaction where you're like, here's a dollar, and then the guy's like, yes. Like, here's two dollars. Yes. Wait, you're doing Uber Eats? Here's all my money. Well, I mean, you, you have different delivery services. Uh, Man, I haven't gravitated to that yet. I'm holding off. There's a bunch. There's like I'm holding off. There's Grubhubs and the Uber Eats and the whatever the fucks. Well, I happen to live in like a compound, and there's all kinds of mines around where I live. So it's actually really difficult for me to venture out personally. So it's a lot more cost effective for somebody else to try to drive through the landmines in order to give me food. So that uh, that like twenty percent, you know, forty percent. Hell, they could even charge two hundred percent for a delivery fee, and it'd be worth it. Doesn't even it's fucked up. I don't have to fuck up my car. I could just drive right through that, uh, and it seems like that would be pretty worth it. In this particular instance, though, we're going to be talking about some Indian folks that ordered from Zomato. I don't think we have Zomato in the United States yet. Zomato, it's like a Tomato with the Z. Yeah, tomato tomato. <laughs> tomato tomato. Some people say tomato. Some people say tomato. And most people expect that whenever they order out, that they're going to receive food, 
and that's going to be the end of the transaction. You know, they might tip a little bit on top. They might be ordering through an app. Whatever case, everything's expected. But if you have a really cute fucking dog, like a little big old puppy named Dadu, perhaps, then the Zomato delivery man just simply can't resist but to steal the fuck out of your dog. That's what you get when you don't tip. Someone's going to steal your fucking dog. Yeah, they're like, oh, thanks for the food. And then they slam the door on his face. And then he was like, oh, man, you got this cute little puppy that you're just keeping outside? This thing is, like, ridiculously adorable. I guess I'm just going to take it with me. I guess I'm just going to take him away from the comb factory he's been living in his entire life. Oh, yeah, and that's not a, that's not a, a, an oddly placed joke by Jimmy. That's a literal thing. Uh, they worked in a cum factory and, and it was also their home yeah we're like trying to work this work this out and we're thinking it's like the latin meaning of the word cum they worked and lived in a cum factory and or or with you know it's like oh okay well, it was their home and so, factory but so this this is just to make me sound like less of an asshole here's an here's a, an exact quote this is a sentence from the article we were getting the story from yeah according to cctv footage Datu, which was the dog we were talking about earlier, was last seen playing and roaming inside the premises of her home cum factory complex premises before he went missing. Hmm. Sounds like that dog was saved from a bad environment. Yeah. I don't personally want to live in a cum factory. (laughs) Yeah. Who wants to be born and raised in a cum factory? Not I. Not not I either. not, Not me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're both guys, so I mean, we are our own personal cum factories. So we we literally from a, from from a biological sense, that is our entire meaning in life. It's just what we do. We're we're pretty we're we're damn good at it, you know. Like we just we just kind of do that. It's just next. Yeah, at this point, it's coming out my eyeballs. I don't even I don't even have to practice. <laughs> yeah. And this poor dog was living in one. Gosh. Yeah. So I think the hero of the story is the Zomato delivery guy. Who saved the dog from the cum factory? Yeah, saved the dog, right? Not not stole the dog, saved the dog. Because he was dying in a cum factory. It's terrible. It's so sad. It's pretty great. Uh, what would you do? Like, what if, would you notice, like, this going down? Like, maybe uh, you're a little bit, you're feeling a little awkward because you didn't tip well enough. So you got your blinds and you're kind of like peeking outside to see what the delivery guy's doing and his head's hung low. Maybe maybe there's like a gray cloud that's looming only over him and it's just like raining on him and he's just like staring at the sidewalk when he catches like a little glimpse of the dog out from his corner of his eye and he kind of like looks at it. And you're like, no, 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 no. But you know if you open up the door, at any point, the guy's going to be like, hey, can I just like get that tip like the social contract that we agreed to before I came and delivered food to you was promised to me? <laughs> and, but they can't do that. So he like starts to walk over the dog and they're like, no, 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 no. And like, come on. I'm just going like, to take this dog because the dog's super cute. Actually, he's probably even thinking about taking the dog. He's probably just wants to – I want to pet this dog. I just want yeah. a little bit of happiness from that right. dog. Which is like I, did, so I didn't get tips, so the least I can get is a little happiness from this doggo that's outside. Yeah, and this little doggo's like, oh, it's like his little tail's wagging, like, oh boy, some attention. I love people. Everybody's great. <laughs> and this guy's like, man, I fucking hate people. Everybody's terrible. So maybe there could be some kind of equilibrium to be had if I go and touch this dog. 
people are watching from inside. They're like, don't fucking touch my dog. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, these, these people are terrible. They're selfish. They're leaving their dog outside to be touched by random strangers. I'm taking this dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's also the extra layer, because this dog is obviously a puppy, of why was this puppy within stealing reach of anyone that was walking around, right? Yeah. If I had a puppy and I ordered food, I wouldn't just leave the puppy outside so it could be easily stolen by some random asshole. Yeah. So that part's really questionable. And I, th- I think there, there's an extra layer of ridiculousness here that the uh, couple who had the, the puppy uh, Datu uh, stolen from them, they tried to make a claim with the police department and they refused to register their complaint. So I feel like there's something that's not being told to us. There's there's some there, there's got to be some kind of miscommunication. Yeah. Although we, we've already assessed before that the Indian police don't do their fucking jobs. So maybe this is just another perfect example of them being complained to that, hey, my dog's been stolen. And the Indian police is like, hey, that's that's cool. We we don't care. Anything bad could happen to you, and we, we just don't care. So I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I bet it's probably more like, uh, so somebody just stole our dog. We'd like to register a complaint. And they're like, holy shit. All right, we're going to help you right now. So tell us everything that happened. It's like, okay, so there was this guy that came to deliver us food, and we didn't leave him a tip. And then there's just a long pause. <laughs> and the police officers are like, you, you, didn't, you didn't tip him? And they're like, yeah. And then he like went and stole the dog. No, 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 but you didn't tip him? Well, no, of course not. I mean, like, he was eyeing our dog. He was, he's going to steal the dog. I was like, but you didn't tip the delivery guy. You always tip the delivery guy. They're fucking working for, like, pennies. What the fuck are you doing ordering food if you can't afford hmm. to offer a couple extra bucks to Zomato guy? I was like, but uh, the dog, the dog's stolen. I was like, no, fuck you. I'm not ready yeah. to complain. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You're a piece of shit. I could totally see that, and in that case, it would be a totally valid reason not to issue a complaint. That dog's better off with Zomato Tomato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just think of how many walks he could go for with Zomato Man. Yeah. Potato Zomato. The Potato Zomato. Yeah. It's very true. Do we got a silver lining for this guy? Um, dog's in I mean, a place. <laughs> the silver lining is, yeah, absolutely. The dog's probably in a, in a better place now yep. with uh, Zomato Man. Not in a cum factory. Yeah, no, <laughs> no longer has to live in the cum factory complex. Yep, I feel good for Pune, or not Pune, Dadu. Wait, Pune is the place who, who, where they lived. <laughs> Dadu, Dadu the dog. Oh man, that's beautiful. So let's uh, let's roll a little bit south. Yeah, we'll roll a little bit south. Southeast. Thailand, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about the uh, the Thailand judge. This guy was really sad, but also a badass. Badass, brave motherfucker. So his name is Pion Chana. Pion? Judge Pion Chana. Oh, man. Judge Pion Chana. Oh. I mean, you don't have Pion. to pee on him. Pion Chana. Pionchana. I mean, if you go on Peon, I mean, I can understand why he'd want to do this thing. He shot himself. In the chest. He fucking shot himself in the chest. Yeah, this guy was being the honorable judge that he is. 
He acquitted five Muslim men of murder on Friday before calling uh, for a fair judiciary. And then he recited a legal oath and he pulled out a gun and shot himself. This literally sounds like some boondock saints fucking ridiculous badass shit that you would expect to see in some action flick where there's some judge that has to go into the courtroom and address everybody and then the climax of the movie... He just whips out a gun, and everyone cowers and goes <gasps> over their heads because they think they're about to get shot by this fucking judge. Yeah. And then the judge takes the gun, puts it to his chest, pulls the trigger, boom, shoots himself. Right. God damn! So let's see. What exactly happened in the courtroom? So after he acquitted the five-minute murder and the firearms offenses, he addressed the court with an impassioned speech that he barked, that he then broadcast live on Facebook. So that's usually the big heads up. If at any point... In uh, the the recanting of what happened in the courtroom, your judge pulls out the cell phone and starts like videotaping selfie style. That's probably a that's that's a big red flag. That something's it's like, wait a it. second, isn't this guy a professional yeah. and is supposed to you know be here in a professional manner, not trying to get likes and up upvotes on the internet? What what the hell is going on? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, so got a, got a selfie. Selfie stick. So what exactly was he claiming happened here? He says, I'm not saying the five defendants didn't commit the crimes. They might have done so. It seems as though he was unhappy about having acquitted them, right? So, so he assumed they committed murder. No. No, 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 there is some discrimination against Muslims peoples in Thailand. And in this court case, it would seem that the judge was kind of shoehorned in this position where he was supposed to find these five young uh, Muslim men guilty of the crime of murder. And, but it was the, the entire court case was light when it comes to evidence and the findings that they were using in order to credibly punish these peoples. And instead of just doing the whole rigmarole of just saying, yep, guilty, 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 done, next, uh, he decided that he was going to use his conscience and say how he felt the trial was unfair and how he didn't feel that he should punish these, uh, these five young men unjustly. And so he was ultimately going to, to, to shoot himself instead. Huh. Okay. Huh. Well, good for him. <laughs> I mean, if yes. you can't accept what the world has to offer, you remove yourself from it, right? Yes. That makes total sense. Yes, because basically, in, in, in a sentence here, he was claiming that these individuals were were scapegoats for whatever for the murder that was committed, and so you blah 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 beep beep boop 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 boop. Here we go. Going to find the sentence. Yeah. But the judicial process needs to be transparent and credible. Punishing the wrong people makes them scapegoats. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's he's got a good point. So, I mean, it, uh, I'm not saying this is an exact one-for-one. One. I don't understand the role of Muslim people in uh, Thailand. But when you think about uh, crimes being committed in the Deep South in the United States in the early 1900s, where if a woman 
a white woman got raped or something like that, then immediately they would just go find the nearest black man. Yeah. And to either lynch, exactly, kill a mockingbird style, either lynch them or, uh, uh convict them in, yeah. in a fake trial. Scapegoat witch hunts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not saying this is an exact one for one here in Thailand, but it would seem, at least in this particular case, these five Muslim men were just the scapegoats for a random crime that was committed. I see. Yeah, I, I'm hearing a lot about Muslims being the victim of prejudice on the world stage, uh, even in the United States. And, and I don't know if this has been happening uh for, for a very long time, I know in, in my young lifetime, it has certainly been happening at least since the early 2000s. Uh, and, and would you say 2001? I would say right about 2001, you, maybe. Like in September? September somewhere around there. Like uh, the, the first third of September? Yeah, something like that. I, I'd say it, that sounds about right. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, and uh, I, you hear this constant back and forth. Uh, I don't know, I'm... I'm, I'm not necessarily for any type of religion. I don't want anybody to be prejudiced against someone for what they believe, though, um, unless what they believe is causing them to – I don't know. I mean there, there are certainly some instances in which you can be prejudiced against what somebody believes because what they believe at its very core is is hateful or evil or something terrible. Um, I don't know that Islam is that, so they shouldn't, certainly shouldn't be just thrown into – a court of law to stand trial for murder if it's not in due course. So this guy's got a good point. Did he go about addressing it in the right way? Eh, yeah. He certainly caught a lot of people's attention with it. Yeah. And he certainly didn't try to kill himself in the best way possible. Aim for the head, not the heart. Just saying. But he was acting out with his heart. Yeah. So he had to shoot the, the organ that he was <laughs> responding with. Which was the heart. That's true. Yeah he, yeah, he was just like, my you know, my heart beats for these people. I feel so strongly about this case. I have to inflict mortal pain and, and possibly lethal wounding upon myself in order to ensure that these people receive better justice in future trials. So here's another important uh, uh, segment from the article that I think is important. So here we go. A statement believed to have been written by the judge and posted to Facebook before he shot himself stated that he had been pressured to find the men guilty despite lack of evidence. And he's quoted as saying, At this moment, other fellow judges in courts of first instance across the country are being treated the same way as I was, he wrote. If I cannot keep my oath of office, I'd rather die than live without honor. So, if these people are are pressuring him to uh, deliver a guilty verdict, yep. what are they going to do in in reaction to him not delivering said guilty verdict? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I obviously something bad. Otherwise, he wouldn't have fucking shot himself, right? So Occam's Razor style, right? If they're going to try to kill him, which he's obviously not that afraid of, <laughs> because he he did nearly. Uh, commit suicide right it's almost as if he's worried that they're going to come and kill him for not doing what they say so he tried to kill himself but failed well 
even then, like, why in the world would these people – they're just making a, a bureaucratic mess out of the whole thing. Why not instead just attack these Muslims directly and try to kill them instead of try to kill the judge who's delivering the verdict for murder? Um, because he's bringing attention to the plight of Muslim people in Thailand who are being persecuted. And, and they want him to just, like, get in line. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, I think that there's more to this story. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is. I mean, obviously, this is a, you know, 300-word story on the BBC news website. Oh, that's And true. We, we are complete fucking late. We've never talked about Thailand before, I don't think. I, I don't know shit about Thailand. How much do I know about it? I said I don't know shit about Thailand. Oh, yeah, neither do I. They have elephants there. That's all I know. <laughs> End of story. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, this guy could have like had himself trampled by elephants. That would have been a more dramatic way to go. I'm a badass. Instead of shooting himself in the chest with a, a pistol. Oh, man. But what I do know is that we need a silver lining. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we need a silver lining. Hey, 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 hey. I've, I've got a clip. I think eventually... Once we've been doing this podcast enough, we're just going to have cliche silver linings. Yeah. And, and I think one of the cliche silver linings is going to be bringing, bringing attention to an issue that we didn't know about before. Yeah. Like, the, I think that's a pretty cliche silver lining that we do a lot is that bringing, with graphic violence, it brings extra attention to a story that would otherwise not be reported upon. Yeah. And so in this case, this this judge's graphic violence of shooting himself is bringing more attention to the plight of Muslim people in Thailand that would otherwise be ignored and would not have been brought to our attention and the greater world stage's attention. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic point. And yeah, we should we should do that. We just need to start categorizing that shit. Yeah. At this point, at this point, we're going to start repeating. Like you, we've reported on anywhere from one. The six fucking stories every episode, and this is episode 72. So, hundreds of stories at this point we've talked about. There's no way we can find a fucking original (laughs) silver lining to every single one of them anymore. Yeah. It's it's just not possible. Without being just coy or ridiculous or crass. Like, if if you're going to make any sense of these stories... You know, these in particular, like, obviously nothing good came of this other than the fact that we now know that Thailand is dealing with some corruption issues and that there's a very real possibility that judges are being pressured to deliver sentences that are uh, disrupting the moral fabric of their being. Yep. Uh, So now we know because this guy almost committed suicide. And now you know. And now you know. Okay, so on to the next. We're talking a big corporations. Yes, a corporation. Yep. That seems really big. Yep. And and, and but it's mostly full of air. <laughs> Hot air. Uh, yeah, it's like all full and stuff. And then when you like, uh, you actually like look inside. It's all just like mashed up bits at the bottom and then just fucking dust. It's gross. Yep. It's fucking and a couple, couple edible bits. We're going back to India. This time we're going to be in New Delhi. 
Not the old deli. This is a new deli. New deli. They, they replaced all the fluorescent light bulbs with uh, LED ones. It looks nice. That's why they call it new deli. But don't be fooled. It's the same as the old deli. It's in um, uh, Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad, India. Uh, so we're talking Pepsi. So Pepsi owns Lay's. That's yep. not something that I knew. Damn, dude. You got to fucking... Yeah. Get back up on your uh, who owns what. Yeah, I need to I need to uh, study up on my subsidiaries. It's so, it, it, there's only like five corporations left at this point. Yeah, they're all gonna consolidate into like corporate co or something. One, like that. Yeah, it's it's literally, gonna, it's, it's one corporation that owns everything. Like here you go, here's where you go for everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you go. If you want it, it's there. That's it. That's it. Wall. Do you want something? That's that's where you go. So Pepsi is suing some farmers in India for growing the FC5 potato, uh, which is a genetic modified <sighs> organism that has been grown exclusively for Lay's potato chips. Apparently, it has a very low moisture content, and that makes uh, the uh, processing of potato chips much easier. Yep. Yep, they were dry potatoes. Fucking some Dude. some fucking nerds that were hired by PepsiCo Lay Corp invented a potato yeah. that was more dry than the other fucking potatoes. Namely, so that that was their contribution to society. Well, that's something to look into there. It's like some nerds. So like, yeah, definitely people who were employed by PepsiCo did work that was appropriated by uh, Lay's and or Pepsi. Yep, and they patented yeah. it and got and rich off it. And they patented it, and the company owns it. The company has yeah. acquired <laughs> that organism yeah. that was modified by people that it paid. Yeah, other people did work, and yeah. now and now this potato, that's the FC5 potato, yep. that is owned by Pepsi. No one else is allowed to have this fucking potato. Nobody else is allowed to have the potato, and which is really funny because. Uh, it's a plant, and you see the funny thing how plants work. If you save certain components of plants, you can grow more of those plants. Yeah, it's, it's like they replicate like natural, themselves, right? <laughs> it's like it's fucking nature or some shit. Yeah, it's kind of how that's supposed to happen. So when these people that were in the western state of uh, Gujarat, it, how would you pronounce that? How would you pronounce that word? I think you'd agree. Gujarat. 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 Leading producer of India's most uh, consumed vegetable uh, is is potatoes. Uh, And they had never faced the problem before, so they would just save the seeds from one year to the next in order to continue to plant the crop. This, Yeah, this is a huge issue on the GMO um, uh, discourse. A lot of these plants, you have to continually pay a subscription fee to the owner of whoever has uh, jurisdiction in order to exact legal action upon you. (laughs) Right. It's like Netflix, but for farming. Yeah. It's like you have to constantly pay them a subsidy in order to ensure that you're going to legally be able to use their intellectual property. Right. Uh, It's like, hey, we invented this seed, so if you want to keep growing it, you got to keep paying this. 
yeah, we, we invented the seed. One of our workers did work in order to modify an organism that already existed. And yeah. then we are going to claim legal right to it. Yeah. We're going to attack anyone who doesn't pay us this, this subscription fee year after year. Yep. To, to ensure that we're continually making money off this thing that, yep. I mean, it's just a dry fucking potato. It's a fucking potato. <laughs> it's a dry fucking it's potato. It's a goddamn potato. It's not even like, like they're, so potatoes in particular, <clears throat> that, that's, um, I think it's a little bit simpler of an issue, uh, because potatoes, uh, they, they don't really pollinate in the same, like, I mean, they, they, they grow in a different way, right? Uh, yep. So, is, is there a possibility? Well, not really, because you grow through the eye. So there's no real possibility that you have a, a flotation of, you know, of, 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 of a seed. I don't think so. Neighbor. I don't even know how you store. I don't, do, do potatoes even have seeds? Like how the fuck yeah. do potatoes work? You chop up. So like, if you have a potato that that grows out, you know, like in the eyes. You yeah. chop that up and then you plant the eyes. I'm, I'm barely sure that's how that works. Oh, where it starts sprouting. You like cut yep. off the sprouty bit and then you yep. plant that and that little sprouty bit will make its own potato. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's a tuba. Yeah, like that. It's a tuba. It's a tuba. Arnold Schwarzenegger style. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to other GMOs, uh, like ones that are um, carried through the wind, you have these issues in which... Uh, the plant could be, uh, you know, accidentally. You, you have you have volunteers that yes. pop up in neighboring fields without any kind of interaction from uh, human beings that own that land, and thus they find themselves in leg- or legal hot water because they are propagating plants that. Uh, have uh, their intellectual, uh, they, they, they're GMOs. They, they're owned. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea of that plant is owned by some corporation. So then they swoop in and you know levy fines or take crops or do a myriad of things that just seem icky. Doesn't seem quite right. Right. Which I guess if everybody had the ability to claim plausible deniabilities, we go, I didn't know that plant was planted over there. Like, it was probably the wind that put it there. Like, big deal. Like, nature ran its course. Yeah, it just seems weird that you can own, like, another living being, right? Like, yeah. the living being, of course, in this case, being potatoes or corn. But just the idea that uh, a corporation can say, hey, uh, we we own that. Yeah. I don't know. It it just seems fucky on the onset. Yeah. It's like how how long can you say you own that? It, it's I mean this is just nature. Shit grows. Right. What do you, what do you want? Well, as long as what you, do you want? What do you want from us? As long as you can convince the general public that's going to support uh, the legal ownership of IP in this instance, then uh, you're going to be able to ensure that. Uh, these people are, are, are tricked in the sense that no one is ever going to try to create a genetically modified product that is effectively open source that is going to solve much of our scarcity issues when it comes to food on a global scale and thus allow so many people to enjoy uh, a nutritious diet that uh, will, will 
cover the bases of both quality and quantity. Right, because why would you want to solve scarcity issues when you can make money? You want money, right? And yeah. in this amazing case, so each of the individuals that uh, Lays had found to infringe upon their stupid potato rights, they they are seeking 10 million rupees in compensation from, which is the equivalent of 142,000 American dollars. Uh, oh, yes. That's lots. Uh, like, hey, hey, poor Indian farmer, you yeah. you, you owe us one hundred forty thousand dollars now for for having this potato on your property. I know you say that you just like store the seeds, and maybe you had just stored the seeds from the year before from some fucking I don't know PepsiCo uh, potato farm, and you're trying to be sustainable and reuse your stuff. But where we come from, the lands of intellectual property rights, that's illegal. So go fuck yourself. And give us money. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so, on a bright note, and certainly the silver lining to this story. So, Pepsi is the second large company uh, from the U.S. to face patent infringement issues in India. The first, as a lot of you who are interested in the GMO debate, was Monsanto, which. Who would have guessed? If you've been paying attention over the course of the last they year, they own everything. They're and they're now owned by Bayer. Bayer owns them. Our pharmaceutical Bayer. company, Bayer AG. Uh huh. Yeah, and they they actually withdrew some business in India over a cottonseed dispute with farmers in 2017. So you don't want to follow our stupid cottonseed laws. We're out. Yeah, we're done. Uh, which is good and bad. Like one. Maybe some of those cotton farmers got out of some fees, but that also means they might not have access to the type of cotton that is necessary to be able to complete compete on a global scale. So uh, Since everything's it's... competing on a global scale these days. Yay, globalism! Yay! Pretty cool. Wait, what's the silver lining? What, what, what is the silver lining? Wait, did you start talking about silver linings? Yeah, I mean that, that's it. I mean that that they they withdrew from uh, from India. That must have to withdrew from India. Yeah. Get the fuck out of India. You don't belong well, here. They withdrew some businesses in India, so I guess they're partially out. But maybe that's not such a good thing. Maybe a lot of those people in India were relying on the fact that uh, Bayer was or Monsanto was uh, was doing business with them in order to make their living. So. That could very much be a negative as well. <laughs> so what, what's fucked up is is PepsiCo, in order to try to to cover their name uh, and not seem like fucking giant dickbags, we got a statement here saying, PepsiCo India has proposed to amicably settle with the people who were unlawfully using the seeds of its registered variety uh, PepsiCo has also proposed that they may become part of its collaborative potato farming program. Oh, boy. It's like, hey, we want to fine you $150,000, but, you know, do you want to start growing our, like, potatoes legit style now, now that we fucking find you $150,000? Well, like, go fuck yourself. What collaborative potato farming program actually means is their indentured servitude slavery program. Yeah, you, you got to pay off that all, all this money. Yeah. So don't you want to just make us potatoes now? Yeah, you guys are going to be paid in uh, Pepsi Co. bucks, 
Yeah. And you can only buy things from these these little vending machines that are going to pop up around your tents. I hope you can live off of Pepsi and Lay's potato chips because that's all you're going to be able to afford. That's right. I just want to. I just want to know what oranges taste like. Too bad. <laughs> you're eating potatoes again. Oh, I'm so thirsty. Have a Pepsi. Oh, jeez. Can I have some water? No. What do you think we are? Coke with Dasani? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, for real. Gosh. Why is it always these big companies picking on the little guy? Right. It's silly. Right. It's like they go after like the the easiest target. It's, right. It's People always, that can't defend themselves. Right. And it's always some stuttering little farmer, right? Some little yes. guy that can't defend themselves. Like, <laughs> who? I'm trying to feed my family. And all I know how to do is farm potatoes. And then you got these two big old thugs that roll up to the front door and they knock on the front door with a baseball bat. And you're like, hey, Joe, I heard there's some of these farmers around here that ain't been paying their fees to our company, PepsiCo. He's like, yeah, Joe, it's what I had. You know what we do to those people's? And he's like, I don't know, Lenny. What do we do to those people? Hey, we break the kneecaps. And then the little guy's like, no, please don't break my kneecaps. I need those in order to crawl around in the potato field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yep, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> All right, on to the next story. <laughs> um, So this is actually a really cool little... Uh, Speaking about people punching down... Yeah, it's a really cool infographic here. So, whoop, 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 whoop. This uh, little satellite image shows us where we have uh, all of these uh, burial grounds, right? Is that is that what I'm seeing in 2018? Of what was burial grounds, yes. What what were burial grounds? And then uh, it shows me this cool thing from 2019, and it looks so much cleaner. I mean, like, there's, like, none of those little headstones around. There's none of those little trees. It's just a parking lot. Yeah, it's, like, almost as if someone took huh. bulldozers. Yeah, flattened that sucker out. Huh, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, like, why do you need cemeteries when you could have parking lots? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Satellite images taken on April the 24th, 2018, and September 30th, 2019, in the Solanum Cemetery in Hotan, northwestern China's Xinjiang province. Huh. Cool. <laughs> down and replaced with a car park. That's neat. I wonder why they would have done that, Jimmy. Hmm. It's, it's almost as if the most effective way to remove an ethnic group from your society is to erase the fact that they were ever there to begin with. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds pretty reasonable, though, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had loved ones in a cemetery, I would be overwhelmed with joy if, if some government decided to pave over that cemetery with asphalt and create a parking lot. That's the number one thing that I would want to have happen. Yeah, that's pretty fucking disrespectful. No, not, nothing could help me remember my my deceased loved ones than a fucking parking lot. Eh, they'll just forget about it, you know? Like, just remember how flat your loved ones were or something like that. Yeah. Man. Oh, 
That's pretty fucked up. So the Uyghurs, uh, Uyghur Muslims have been oppressed in China for a while now. And, the last forever. Yeah, the last forever. And we've been hearing a hell of a lot about a, uh, a hell of a lot about it in the uh, media within the last year. Um, yes. Which I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it's it's really exploded in the last year. We, you know, we we hear, um, you know, we we've examined. Uh, this is our second or third story. I think it's our second story that we've done. And yeah, within the last year, couple of years, the persecution of Uyghurs has definitely. Uh, gotten exponentially worse in China. Wait, was the the other um, the other story that we were considering including was it was that also about the Uyghurs? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there, there was a possibility that we were actually going to talk about. Uh, actually, you you want to go over that story real quick? I mean, and not 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 in great detail, but like just make quick mention of it. It, it this is a an ongoing issue in in China, and uh, I, I don't know if it has any type of end in sight, really. No. Uh, the end in sight will be when there are no more Uyghurs living in China. Yeah. That, that, that seems like it will be the end of sight. So the other story we were considering talking about was about uh, re-education camps in China, which we have talked about before, but this story was specifically focusing on the plight of women in the re-education camps in China, of which there are one million Uyghurs currently in these re-education camps. And uh, women are systematically uh, raped and are given forced abortions. So uh, classic, awful, horrible things that no human being should have to experience. But instead, because we can only handle so much sadness, we decided to we would rather focus on these uh, Uyghur graves that are being replaced with parking lots because... We haven't talked about that. Yeah, or uh, Happiness Park. That's that's pretty scary too. Wait, what? Uh, later in the article, they talk about Happiness Park, um, which is located where an enormous Uyghur cemetery used to be. Uh, that was uh, in 2018, uh, and the the pictures are are, I mean, like it looks pretty surreal. It, it's a, a, a an amusement park that they just like smacked on top of the cemetery. That's that's an uh... New level of fucked up. Beats. Fake pandas, children's ride, man-made lake, modern shrine for... It, so it was it was a modern shrine for most national Uyghurs. Uh, and all of those graves were exhumed. And now they're not there anymore. Man, that... You really gotta hate a particular group. I mean, I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe you just like you're so apathetic about it. Like you don't necessarily regard them as being legitimate people. So you just, you know, uh, fuck the fact that they had families or loved ones, you know, people's uh, graves that they'd like to visit in order to uh, help them memorialize their loved ones or or. Uh, deal with the the sadness that they have of of having yeah, lost them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't think of a much of a more uh, physical way of of erasing a people. I mean, there's obviously, I guess, literally committing genocide, right? That would be the most direct way in order to erase the memory of a people. But I guess the next step below from that is to erase their ancestors, which would be to destroy graveyards. Which apparently has been systematically has been done over the past few years. Yeah, uh, and of course, you know, er- erasing 
erasing important like sacred areas in general and right. one of the first you can always start with is like wherever life begins or ends uh and i think by and large you know like most groups uh at least in the modern day don't really regard uh you know a hospital as a sacred place uh but there are certain uh temples or or uh or churches in which Children are uh, baptized or um, committed, or you know, or you know, w- w- whatever people do. Uh, and as as soon as they're able to hone in on what's important to those people, they can have a better idea about how to dissect uh, what is further sacred to them. I mean, it, it kind of it's kind of sadistic in a way because you have to know these people in order to be able to destroy them. And the more that you know them, I think the more culpable you ultimately are for having negatively affected them. Mm -hmm. Like if it was something like, Oh, well, you know, like we're stamping out uh, or, you know, we're, we're destroying the cemetery somewhat by accident. I mean, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it okay, but it's, it's less than, if someone was to destroy the cemetery based on the fact that they know it's important to someone, you know, they, so here are some statistics we have. According to satellite imagery, the Chinese government has exhumed and flattened at least 45 Uyghur cemeteries since 2014, including 30 in the past two years. So the, what you were saying earlier, Tim, about this has been escalating recently. That would seem to be the case considering that, 30 of the 45 cemeteries that have been destroyed were destroyed within the last two years. Yeah. So, yep, that would seem to be the case. It's uh, getting exponentially worse. Got, got any any answer to, like, a why question? Like, why why is... <laughs> um, is just... So, I, I mean, I can only pontificate on what I think to be true based on my limited knowledge of China, but China is a country that's ruled by one party, which is the Chinese Communist Party. And so anything that isn't in line with their doctrine or their belief system, I think, is ostracized and uh, persecuted uh, by their society as a whole. And uh, religion in general, I mean, even Christianity, is not something that's permitted within Chinese society. So I think the fact that these Uyghur people are Muslim and aren't traditional Han Chinese people is the reason why they're persecuted. They don't fall into the norms that are set by the the Chinese Communist Party. Mm. I, I think that's really what it's all it all sums up to. If they're not willing to change, gotta stamp them out. Yep. Uh, yep. That's it. It's fucked up. Yep. Diversity is not. Uh, necessarily something that is celebrated in China, to say the least. Oh man, you got any got any silver linings there, Jimmy? God, fuck you. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really have any good ones for this one either. Uh, the silver mining to cemeteries being completely demolished. Oh, oh, I got, I got one. I got one. I got one. So China is highly populous, you know, like one of the most populous countries in the world. Yep. Um, I'm sure they have a lot of parking issues. God damn you. No. That's all I got. No. <laughs> That's pretty bad. No. That's pretty fucking bad. All right. No. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> no.
Oh, man. So, let's see. What's a good segue for this? Um, this guy might not have been very good at robbing banks, but he stole my heart. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, this guy... Uh, so, I guess to, to break it down, uh, apparently, in Germany, you're allowed a last word before you're... You know, after you've been sentenced. Yes. Traditionally, this last word has been used for people that are guilty, that have been convicted, to uh, get to ask for forgiveness or say that they're sorry for what they did. But this uh, bank robber, Michael Yowernick, went out in style and had a five-day last word. Yeah. This guy, jeez, uh, he came in to the courtroom with sunglasses on. Okay, so something you got to understand about people with sunglasses, never trust anybody who wears sunglasses indoors. Agreed, absolutely. I've worked in retail. If you see someone wearing sunglasses indoors, they're a fucking asshole. Yeah, they're, okay. 100% of the time. You, you don't need sunglasses indoors. I have never met anyone that wears sunglasses indoors that was not an asshole. If you wear sunglasses indoors... You don't even have to ask the question. You are an asshole. It's like a yes or no. Yeah. There's there's only two reasons why you'd wear sunglasses indoors. One, you're too lazy to take off your sunglasses, which makes you an asshole by proxy because you're a lazy son of a bitch and you can't just reach your hand up to your goddamn face and pull your sunglasses off. Two, you're hiding something. You are hiding one of the most expressive parts of your body, which happen to be your eyes. Yep. People want to see your eyes. <laughs> yep. They are the windows <laughs> to the soul. If they can't see your eyes, they they immediately think you're being shysty. Yeah. You can't tell where they're looking. You can't tell if they're bloodshot from the amount of alcohol they've just consumed. Like, yes. you, do, you, you have no idea. You have no idea. And this guy was wearing sunglasses into the courtroom, which I guess you can do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I wasn't aware that was A-OK, but guess so. I'm the asshole. <laughs> Am I the asshole? <laughs> yeah, this guy was wearing sunglasses. What else was he doing? He was he he kept like interrupting the judge, like the the judge would would try to tell him why he was why he was guilty, and the guy would like interrupt and be like, "You're full of shit." Yeah, fuck you. This is my last word. Is this your last word, judge? No, I'm the one going to jail. Let me finish. Yeah. You're a dumb judge. You're a dumb, silly judge. And you have silly clothes. Yeah. I don't like... You look like you. shit. Yeah, you look like shit. You look tired. Look at those bags under your eyes. You know what? I'm just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> this guy uh, was sentenced to more than 12 years in jail for three bank robberies, attempted murder, and the violation of the weapons law. So I guess attempted. Oh, and, and to add another layer, he was 71 years old. Yeah, he was 71. <laughs> now, this this happened a while back, though, right? Yes, well, yeah. You can say that the, uh, yeah, the well, robberies no, were in the well, he had, well, he had he had previous convictions. Oh, okay. So I think this is like a new set of, like, bank robberies. Yeah. Uh, but he had uh, committed bank robberies in the 70s and 80s. And it also led a prison riot in Hamburg in the 90s. Uh, but I guess he's been out since the 90s after committing his prison riot. And now he's going back to jail for more 
bank robberies. <laughs> He's like, I'm only good at one thing, and that's robbing banks. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. And then he puts on his sunglasses and walks out. After yeah. a five-day fucking filibuster last word. I, I try to make money the honest way, and it kind of sucks. So here I go. So here I go. I'm going to get an extra five free days. That's a rough way to spend five days. I guess if you're long-winded. I don't think I don't know if I could talk for five days straight. To be honest, I think I could at, at most I could muster probably an hour or two. Yeah. And then after that, I wouldn't have anything else to say. Well, this guy's got some typed out pages. Do you think he just like reread the same page over and over again? I don't think so. I feel like I don't know why. I feel like at that point they would have they would have just cuffed him and taken him away. So he had to keep it fresh. He was probably like uh, uh, friends. Enemies, legal counsel, judges. <laughs> yeah. This is the last word that never ends. It goes yeah. on and on, my friends. <laughs> I started saying it not knowing what it was, and then I kept on saying it forever just because. It was the last <laughs> word that never ends. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. But yes, yeah, that's probably what he did. Oh, uh, that's nice. He, he got away with it for five days. Like, no, let me let me finish. Let me finish. I'm gonna finish. This is my last <laughs> word. You, yeah. you can't cut it short. Yeah, this is my goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like by the, I feel like by the end of the fifth day, he probably was just reading. I don't know, freaking CVS receipts, since those are the longest receipts in human history. <laughs> Yeah, and as you can see, I get 50 cents off when I buy more than five deodorant double packs and $20 off Venus Racers. God knows I need that because they're fucking expensive. Bailiff, take them away. No, 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 this is important. I have a few more I have a few more receipt items to go through. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. This is my last word. Come on, you only get one of these. This is my last one. Last is in the title. Come on. Uh, could we just like, uh, could we record like a little snippet where we like replay it for the next hour at the end of this? <laughs> at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I feel like man. people would tune out pretty quick. Come on, man. Oh no, it, it's okay. We can just as long as it sounds legit. Like maybe we we caught them right now and they don't even know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. Do you? You're just not falling for it. Okay. I, I do. Do you hear what I'm saying? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> what if we just did that for an hour? Fuck you. No. Like, do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, don't actually do it. Okay. But you hear what I'm saying? Fuck you. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done. I'm now it gonna, seems like we are doing it. I'm not gonna it's keep not going. intentional. I'm not going to keep going. Uh, that's my last word. Silver lining. That's all I got. Silver lining. Uh, this guy went to jail. <laughs> this guy went out in style. Okay? Yeah. He, he was given a platform and he took advantage of it. Yeah. Like, uh, Germany has uh, some silly little customs, but those customs seem to really work out well sometimes. You know, that's, that's fair. You know, giving somebody the right to a last word, that, that seems fair. I, I, it, archaic, a, a, a little bit, a little bit silly, but all in all, I think it works out except for situations like this. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Oh, it's great. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, this guy seems like a legitimate asshole. Okay, and he probably is an asshole. Yeah, like, he and and he used his last word to rant about the incompetencies of the investigators and the judge and everyone else involved in the case. Yeah, he's just like spreading more assholery. Like it's like yeah, my yeah, this judge fucking sucks. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, my fucking lawyer's an ass. He, I'm a better lawyer than he is. I never went to lawyer school, but I can assure you, I'm better than him. I'm the best lawyer ever. Uh, who else here sucks? Yeah. That that judge is really big, but I'm the bigliest big judge that has ever yeah. been big. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wish... Yeah. I'm going to learn German just so I can go back and listen to everything he had to say. Yeah. I bet it'd be pretty great. Five days straight of just him just ripping everybody a new one. What else is great is that we have a little bit of happy news. We don't have this very often. But uh, those who listen to the show on a regular basis, uh, remember our episode that we talked about that not that long ago, where an Iranian woman set herself on fire. Sahar, the woman was known as, because she wasn't allowed to attend soccer games in Iran. And now uh, FIFA, the World Cup, has uh, been pressuring Iran to allow women to attend the uh, qualifier uh, World Cup soccer games. And Iran has said that they'll do it. They're going to let women go. They're going to allow women to uh, attend these games for the first time since 1979 when the Islamic Revolution happened. So that's pretty cool. You did it. You fucking did it. I'm so proud. Although next time maybe not, don't set yourself on fire. Like that's that's not that's not good. Well, I mean, in a very literal sense, if it had not been for Sahar setting herself on fire, FIFA might not now be pressuring Iran to allow women to attend these games. That's true. That, that very well could have been the catalyst to force the FIFA to be like, hey. We've let you not allow women to go before, but how about this time you do let women go? And just consider it, you know? Maybe. Like, let's think about it. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, this one time. That's like a lot of, that's like a lot of missed revenue, you know? Like, maybe just like, I don't know, yeah. open up tickets to the other half of the population, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we can only make moral arguments and concern the money, so. Yeah. And then we don't have to, like, hire those guys at the gates that have to, like, Grab the person in between the legs to make sure that they have wieners, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's that's like a pretty cool, like, you know, like, that's a good thing. It's a benefit. It's awesome. <laughs> Help, helps you, helps us, helps everybody, helps the yeah. economy. It's, therefore, it matters. And we don't have to hire those those, uh, those pervert dick grabbers anymore. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I, I ran newspaper looking for perverted dick grabbers. Yeah. <laughs> we pay minimum wage to grab dicks. All day. Yeah. I was like, I'll do it for free. Uh, all right. I'll pay you to do it. All right. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. This is, all right. That's how supply and demand. All right. Let's, let's, let's go. That's sold. <laughs> well, oh, we have a product. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Beautiful. So if, uh, if you guys want to tell us about your favorite dick grabbing exploits, you can tell us at all these awesome places. Where can they tell us that, Jimmy? All right, please get in dick grabbing contact by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us 
on the Twitter at Cynic Empowerment One, or you can like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment and send us a message to there. We would love to hear from you. And if you are listening to us on any kind of listening app, the 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 the, the, the iTunes, whatever, please uh, like and review the show. Subscribe. It helps other people find it, and uh, be great. We yes. love it. Yes, remember us. And if you can't get in contact with us as quickly as you like, please don't shoot yourself in the chest. Seriously. That would seriously be a bad thing. That goes without saying, just don't the love God. Or still shoot dogs. I mean, if you're living in a cum factory, uh, I'll give you permission. You're allowed to shoot yourself in the chest. But the rest of you, the rest of you non-cum factory complex listeners, it's not worth it. Don't, Don't do it. Seriously not worth it. Don't uh, do it. Unless PepsiCo's coming after you for all your life savings and then some. You happen to just give them. Hey, uh, as a consultory prize uh, for for uh, growing our potatoes illegally and us, us suing you to hell, you can grow our potatoes for profit. Uh, uh, okay, sold. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Well, first you got to come up with $150,000 because you owe us money. Yep, $150,000 first. Like, shit, where am I going to make money? Uh, oh, there's this there's this ad on Craigslist for a dick grabber job. I, let's call FIFA and, and see, if, see if I can be a FIFA. Hey, FIFA, can I, can I come grab dicks for you? It's like, no, oh, sorry, actually, we're not hiring dick grabbers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, kid. Yeah, we, we don't actually worry about that anymore because we're not sexist assholes. At least we're looking towards that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Damn man. it. Oh, man. Hey, uh, I heard you applied for that job. That <laughs> dick grabbing job. And, oh, boy. Hey, Joe. Yeah, Lenny? Uh, I hadn't had my dick grabbed in a long time. <laughs> you know what would really make my day? <laughs> And what, 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 do you, what, do you, what do you think we're going to make you do? Somebody grab it. <laughs> 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 Alright, that's all I got. <laughs> no, that was great.